The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioca. Good Saturday morning and Happy New Year. Uh, and a gorgeous day here in Houston, Texas. And we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. The uh, wow, another a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're talking some of our outlooks, some of the things that are happening. Uh, it's time for New Year's resolutions. Hopefully, you have one or two or three. Uh, and uh, one of them should be uh, to try to increase your savings this year if you're not saving enough money. The New Year is the best time to start up and. First thing you do is, if you're with the company, go to the HR, your HR person and ask him to increase your savings rate. It's pretty simple, and we our target. Our, this is a target, kind of a minimum target, should be ten percent. That's what the research shows. Actually, ten percent plus the company match gets you about thirteen percent. That number, the research has shown, will generally get you where you need to be for retirement. The beauty of that is it's income based savings, which is. Uh, which is a uh, it so it doesn't make any difference if you're making forty thousand or two hundred and fifty thousand. If you're engaged in income based savings, you build up your savings over time based on how much you're earning, or they, which kind of translates to how much you're spending, and that that'll get you where you want to be. So so really, time for the New Year's resolution. One of them should be to um, save more money, and the. Uh, other one, uh, uh, of course, exercise. That's always a good one. I've added that one to my list, and uh, it, it was hard. I finally got out yesterday after all the cold weather. Uh, you know, I, I just wasn't going to venture outside, and, and uh, so uh, you know, I'm now back up on uh, to try to uh, improve my health this year. And what? But one of the as you get older. Uh, after being in the business for over 25 years, I no longer even like to talk about how long I've been in the investment business. Uh, the, uh, but you realize, what, look, one of the things we've been talking about recently more and more is the importance. We're trying to communicate to our clients the importance of, reti- of, of, of exercising, uh, of working out to maintain health and maintain long life. And so a little exercise will really help you out. It'll help maintain good health, a positive attitude, and extend your life. And the other really important thing is is it will reduce your health care cost. And this is, you've all heard about maintaining exercise to maintain health. I think we've all can make that connection and uh, improve your quality of life. But what really has not been talked about, health care has gotten so ridiculously expensive. Uh, I, I looked at the Obamacare. At one of the, it was like to go to the emergency room was a $900 out-of-pocket. So you, you had to pay $900 with the Obamacare just to go to the, to the, to the emergency room. And, and so the cost of health care for the United States is the high i think it's a second the swiss have a little higher health care costs than we do but it's very expensive to live in switzerland we have the highest health care cost in the world per capita outside of them i think we're number 16 our standard of living with the highest health care cost and the fastest rising health care cost over the last decade in the world is declining so we're getting nothing for this so by exercising more, maintaining good health, eating right, you're going to be healthier. But the real reason is you want to stay out of the hospital as much as possible because any time you go near these people, it, it's going to get so expensive that you can't afford it. And, and actually, it, it's gotten so expensive that most, the majority of the people in the country can no longer afford health care. And, and, and so understand by working out, by eating well, you're saving your health care costs. You're cutting your, your expenses at retirement, and so that's the important thing. So this is something we really wanted to talk about today. Uh, 
you know, have some have some resolution, save more money, be healthier, eat healthier, exercise. Come up now's a good time at the start of the year. It, it's it's you know it's easy during the year. It's kind of a, to start new for the new year, and so make, take those resolutions, take advantage of them to change your life. Now then, where else do we go? I mean, it's just. Uh, the politics, oh my gosh, it's like one thing after another, you know, the road goes on forever and the party never ends. I, you know, I, I went and looked up. Uh, this week, I got to listen to the to the, to the media, uh, particularly the fake news, and even not even the fake news, come out with these stories and tell me that Donald Trump is stupid He's childish. A hundred percent of the people around Donald Trump are absolutely convinced he's not very smart and completely stupid, doesn't even know how to read. And I'm like, you know, look, does Donald Trump have some orthodox ways of doing things? Yeah, look, most people that do things, most geniuses really are a little different from everybody else. So I'm being led to believe that Donald Trump is stupid Donald Trump cannot even read. He's illiterate. He cannot even read. So I thought, I go, let me go back. Maybe I've missed something on Donald Trump that I didn't realize, and these people are all right. So I went back and looked at Donald Trump, starting from the beginning. And Donald Trump makes these outlandish remarks about he has good genes or whatever. So I went back and looked, and Donald Trump started out in the real estate business, and his first really big deal was... He bought, I think, the Cosmopolitan Hotel right by Grand Central Station or redid it and cut a deal with the Hyatt and made it the Grand Hyatt and made a fortune. Then Donald Trump went on to buy different properties and fix them up. He bought the Plaza Hotel and fixed it up and resold it and made a huge amount of money. There was some building in New York that was swaying back and forth, so he got a good deal on it, shored it up, fixed it up so it wouldn't sway anymore and, and called it the—actually, I think actually, I think that was the Trump Tower— and, and he's always looking for a deal, an edge somehow to make money. Donald Trump, so he's sitting in his office, and right across the street, they're redoing the ice rink. New York has got the ice rink. They've given out the contract. And it goes on for years and years, and the ice rink is never completed. He finally calls up the mayor and goes, look, I can get this ice rink done in, in no time at very little cost. Give me the contract. And the mayor says, okay, go ahead. He gets it done within six months. The ice rink is up and running and everything. Everybody is happy. So then Donald Trump goes on to have one of the top TV shows in the country with with his famous, uh, what was it, You're the Boss or whatever it was. Uh, Donald Trump has buildings all over the world. He's built huge numbers of buildings in New York City, which is the toughest place in the world to get things done, it seems like. You really have to get, it's not easy to get all the permitting, the approvals, the deals done, the percentages. A lot of these buildings are owned in separate percentage. You know, Donald Trump one time owned part of the New York's, the Empire State Building. And uh, and then he makes these outlandish comments about his genes are good. So I thought I would look it up and say, well, what's he talking? Donald Trump's sister was a federal judge. Okay, what, a, back in the, I think it was the 50s. I, want, I think I want to say it was the 50s. There was a guy named Nicholas Tesla, and he died. He was in the early 1900s. Nicholas Tesla was uh, it was Einstein, Edison, and Tesla. It were really the geniuses in the world. It and Tesla dies, and there's they he he's got these papers. What do you do with these papers? The government goes, what's in these papers? Rumors there was death race. The things on death rays, how to transmit electricity through the air, all types of fascinating things. They put together a committee, and the main one of the main people on the committee was an MIT professor of engineering, I believe, uh, who was Donald Trump's uncle. And so we're being led to believe that a person that who comes from a good family. Whose, whose uncle was brought in to deal with one of the smartest people in the world to try to figure out exactly what this guy actually was doing in his papers, who graduated from Wharton with honors, uh, who built buildings all over the place, has been 30 or 40 years on the Fortune 400 list, is somehow a complete idiot that doesn't know how to read, doesn't know how to do anything, and is childlike and completely incapable of doing anything. The reason I bring this up, I just want you to understand some of the garbage coming out of Washington, D.C., which is, look, 
the the Russia collusion thing is failing. So what magically pops up within a week or two after it starts collapsing is Donald Trump is unfit for the office. They don't like Donald Trump. I'm not happy with some of the stuff Donald Trump does, but Donald Trump is getting the job done. He's taking it to this to the mainstream fake media, which is basically is using their power to influence the United States of America, not to the benefit of the working people in this country, but to a small clique in cadre up in New York City and Washington, D.C. And he's taking it to those people and they hate him. Uh, Donald Trump is getting things done. Now I'm hearing I'm hearing. Vice President Pence is also stupid. Everybody is stupid when it comes to Republic. Uh, George Bush was stupid. Ronald Reagan. I think I was listening to Fox last night or something, and Karl Rove and Bush had a contest to see who could read the most books. And Bush, President Bush, read like read like 191 books in a year. And we're being led to believe that these people are stupid. You don't get to become president of the United States because you're stupid. And actually, if Donald Trump is that stupid, we should do IQ tests in Washington, D.C., and everyone that does over a certain IQ should be asked to resign, and we'll put stupid people in there because they seem to be getting the job done. Anyway, uh, sorry about that. It's just I listen to this stuff, and it just goes on and on. Now, one of the things that this is somewhat of a concern, the Democrats smell blood in the water on this thing. They know two things. They know there's an election coming up in November. They know they got a good shot at getting the House, maybe getting the Senate, and uh, they think they can win. And so they're going to try to stop everything and disrupt everything and cause as many problems as possible with the hope that everybody throws their hands up and votes Democratic. So this is something we want to watch, and this is going to affect, could affect the markets. Uh, we've got we've got the a deal. To, are we going to get a deal done to uh, fund the government? Are we going to get a shutdown in the government in the next couple of weeks? This is something we want to watch. We want to see how this is going to affect things going forward. Uh, I, it's pretty clear uh, the Democrats are getting pretty desperate. Desperate people do desperate things. And, and so it could affect things in the market. So this is something we want to watch and see what's going to happen. So. Uh, anyway, we want to keep an eye on politics out there. I, the, 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 it's not over. We still got the, this budget deal. We've got to get something done to fund the government, and that's coming up. Remember, we've had a couple of deals that have put it off into the, into January, and uh, we'll have to see. By the way, if you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. We'll be happy to get your questions answered. And And so... So anyway, uh, that that's that's one one thing I I thought was interesting, and I just thought it would bring it up. I mean, if Donald Trump is that stupid, I challenge all of y'all to take a look at his past, see what he's actually done and accomplished. And it, it is it's actually a fascinating read. Uh, you know, it's it is what it is. Uh, the a couple things we've started out the year with a good, a good move up. The market is kind of is is accelerating up. It's melting up. You seem to be getting some type of blow off in here. Uh, we've been talking a couple things about oil. We've been talking about gold. We think those sectors are starting to heat up. Uh, in, in in really commodities in general, we we've been talking about that. We'll be writing some about the max out in, in our max out savings report, our outlook. And I think one of the big stories for two thousand and eighteen is really going to be commodities. And we're starting to see that up already in these markets. So uh, we're going to discuss that after this break here coming up. But if you if you haven't signed up for our free Max Out Savings Report, uh, our, we're putting our 2000 Outlook up together right now. It's going to be going out next week. Uh, this is a free report. It's a, it goes out once a month. It has savings investment tips. Uh, uh, on, 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 you know, where to look, how to th- uh, build up wealth, what to do for retirement, how to deal with retirement. All types of really neat things are in the report. We try to take very complex issues and break them down so they're simple so you can understand them. So if you're not on our free li- uh, list, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. And by the way, we're not going to call you up. We're not going to bother you at all. You're just going to send out the free report. We'll be right back after this on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. 
call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. I want a drone. I, you know, no, that would be exciting. Uh, I think I am going to get one this year because those are pretty cool. You know, they got a camera. They go around. They're really nice. Okay, well, anyway, back to the Max Out Savings Show. If you got any questions or comments, 713 uh, 1070 and uh, maxoutsavings.com is the website. I think we have a call from Tom coming in. Hello, Tom. Good morning, Ted. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, listening to you talk about health care, you, you really strike a nerve with me when, when that comes up. And it's really about the pharmaceuticals. Uh, you know, I think this country is like over-medicated. I mean, we have elderly parents. You wouldn't believe the number of pills that they take. And, uh, you know, this is something Trump addressed on the campaign. Um, you, you know, the pharmaceuticals, the healthcare industry has such a strong lobby. I think it's part of the swamp. And, you know, one of his things was, hey, he doesn't depend on those lobbies. But nothing, at least from my observation, this is where I want you to chime in, nothing has really been done. You know, we're over-medicated. You, you read these stories that... You know, we pay exorbitant costs for drugs that the same exact drug in, in Europe is cheaper, and it just sounds like, uh, you know, part of the swamp. And uh, maybe I'm overblown that, but I'm curious what you think about that. Look, I, I agree completely on that, Tom. I don't understand why it's so hard to rate these drug companies. I noticed Pfizer was raising the price of a number of their drugs 7 to 8%. I mean, if it was me... If I was Trump, I would have picked up the phone, called the FDA, and sent a squad of investigators in there after after saying how disappointed they were with the eight, seven to eight percent, and I'd have found every little thing Pfizer did wrong. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it, it's just when Exxon. I've, I've used this analogy before. When Exxon hits a big discovery in the Gulf of Mexico or, or wherever uh, in the world, uh, off Africa or South America, you, you know they. Spend a billion, two billion dollars, get it into production. The oil starts flowing out of the ground. They don't jack up the price of oil eight percent every year. You know they hope it goes up, but it doesn't. You know to justify it. I mean they're happy based on on the returns they get. I mean it, it, this is astonishing to me. We've not been able to rein in the drug companies at all, as near as I can see. Uh, it seems to be getting worse. Uh, I, I agree with you. People are completely over medicated out there. Uh, there there's tremendous side effects to all this medication 
and it's really starting to affect things. Uh, you know, uh, I, 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 this is something they're going to have to deal with, and it, it's remarkable how hard it is to deal with it. Well, you know, Trump talked about it during the campaign. Why do you think uh, he hasn't done anything? Is it the case the swamp is just overwhelming or the fact that, the, you know, there's no way Congress will pass it? Both uh, Democrats the drug and companies are too beholden to these drug companies. I mean, I, the, Trump talked about it. I'd like to see him kind of go after it, the just drug like he's companies. going after marijuana. Yeah, know? Tom, uh, the drug I, – I don't know why they did that. I mean, honestly, uh, you know, I mean, the drug companies – are very well represented in New Jersey, Massachusetts, and New York. You know, I mean, it's it sort of is what it is. I think they're going to have to go after them. Look, I think at a minimum, this this idea of raising drug prices when we have a quote two percent inflation or one and a half percent inflation from the Federal Reserve at seven or eight percent is absolutely outrageous for for drugs that have been around for a long time. I don't understand what's going on, uh, and I don't understand why. The bully pulpit is working. If if you if you I, I give you an example, Tom. If you look at at the uh, the tax bill coming out, one of the things they're extremely concerned about is they, the 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 U.S. companies get all this tax breaks. They immediately start buying back a bunch more stock, uh, increase their dividends a little bit. They don't put it in plant equipment. They don't give anyone raises. Trump has been the bully pulpit is working there. A number of companies are announcing thousand dollar bonuses. A number of companies are announcing minimum wages at their company, and they're trying to give raises now. And they're going to be under a lot of pressure to give raises. I think. I don't believe in regulation, Tom. I, you know, I, I'm a conservative Republican, but I do think sure, me too. the bully pulpit should be used to be a little more tougher on some of these drug companies. And, and it's not being done yet. Uh, medical costs are absolutely out of control in this country and destroying the, the standard of living of the middle class. There's absolutely no doubt about it at all. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what you do about it. I mean, uh, I got to tell you, I mean, I almost sometimes think if the Chinese want to come and basically we dismantle our whole drug program and then send everyone to China to get their 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 surgeries done at half the quarter of the price or something, I'm getting close. I mean, it's absurd that we have tremendous amounts of efficiency in every other industry in the United States with the exception of the medical business. And there seems to be no efficiency whatsoever. Uh and 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 the two areas in this country where the government has been most involved with is healthcare and 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 uh, education, and in both cases, that's where the most of the inflation in the last twenty years has been. Been. Oh yeah, it just uh, you know that business of them charging us more here for the exact same drug versus Europe is that true or am I? Oh no, that's true. That? Yeah, no, it's okay. Canada. You want to buy drugs cheaply? Go right, to a yeah. Canadian website. No. Look, I, well, I, I sure hope Trump uses his bully pulpit to go after these people. Hopefully it's on his to-do list for 2018 because, yeah, you brought that up. I'm thinking, you know, this has been something that's really bothered me for a long time when I read about that. I, I had a son that go went in with some stomach pains, and, and literally five hours later he walked out with an $8,000 bill. He, didn't, he Basically he didn't have any money at all, and it's just absurd. It, it really yeah. there was virtually nothing wrong with him and. uh you know, it, it, it's just it, it's a crime what's going on out there, and and but it's been exceptionally hard to do. Keep in mind, Tom, one of the problems with this, and, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but one of the problems in the medical field has been the the, the Republicans want free market system, and then the Democrats want to take over and control the medical business. And so there's been nobody in the middle that says, wait a minute, we've got to have more efficient, we got to, in every form or fashion, we need more efficient medical care in the United States. And so by saying, let's let the free market do it and not and doing a hands-off and not doing anything, we've hurt ourselves as Republicans and, and the Democrats, they want to basically control it, mandate every single aspect of it. And I think the answer is, is we're going to try different programs in different states until we, to see how we can get the most efficient, low-cost medical thing out there. And I would put a number of pilot programs in, in all aspects of, of, of medicals and drugs, uh, medical uh, care and drugs, to see how we can reduce the costs. And the ones that work, we expand. 
Yeah, well, I think this is one area where both parties have definitely be complicit, and I think that was part of the appeal Trump had, you know, that, you know, it's the swamp, both parties, he's going to do something about it. But let's hope he does. Well, so. I keep, yeah, I keep in mind, we had a drug de- we had a medical bill to roll back Obamacare. It was at the Senate, and when John McCain voted no, there was an audible, you know, <gasps> couldn't you could hear the the uh the yeah. the shock in the Senate, yeah. literally, right. when that happened. Well, and this goes way beyond Obamacare. As far I mean, this has been out there before Obamacare. This, uh, but anyway, I appreciate your input on that. It's always interesting to hear your thoughts. Okay, thanks, Tom. Yeah, it's uh, medical so care is frustrating. It really is. Hopefully, we'll see something done about it this year. By the way, by by not, by eliminating the Obamacare mandate, what that's going to do is is that's going to knock. That's going to destroy the exchanges in Obamacare in general, and, and the costs are just going to spiral out of con- – they're already spiral out of control. There's going to be huge pressure to do something this year, but but I think it's going to be very tough because I I don't think the Democrats want anything done. I think th- I think they're gunning for the House and the Senate, and uh, I think they think they can get it. It's going to be an interesting battle this year. Uh, markets. Uh Commodities. We, we, what? What for? Two thousand eight. What are we looking at? Where are we going? Uh, what? Couple of our themes. Inflation this year is going to start picking up. Finally, you're starting to see it. Some in wages. You're seeing commodity prices are really starting to surge up. We've been talking commodities. We've been talking oil. We've been talking gold, precious metals, other commodities. Uh, gold. Gold went up for uh, eleven days straight in uh, recent. Recently, the longest running gold. In, uh, in history almost uh and so it's just every day tick 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 11 days up uh oil same way big move up in oil it really seemed about december 11th all the commodity sectors the whole commodity index started moving up uh the, the s&p uh gci gsci goldman sachs uh commodity institute commodity index uh, really has, has has taken off since about that date. Uh, commodities really seem to be moving up. It's going up on a couple things. It's going up on a, a coordinated global expansion. It's going up on increased demand for commodities. And it's also, I think, people are sensing inflation is going to start coming up. Uh, you know, there's actually a school of thought that, that, that says that lower interest rates are actually deflationary. And uh, and you're starting to see rates go up, and that's when you're starting to see inflation go up, which is interesting. Uh, but that's for another day. But but I I think commodities, oil have gone nowhere. Oh, you know, oil oil bottomed around forty six dollars in September, and today it's it's uh, over sixty one dollars. It's a it's a really nice move up in oil. Uh, and uh, so it this a big move up in oil prices. And and I, I don't think the oil stocks completely reflect it at all. Uh, you know, one of the, the pro, Exxon's had a good couple weeks. One of the problems the big oils or all the oils are running into is they're at pretty high PE multiples. And so if you just figure oil at sixty one dollars, these guys make a lot of money, but but they don't. They the, the PE ratios on these things. They're kind of about where they were when oil was about a hundred dollars a barrel, and they were making twice as much money, and, and so it's it's a little difficult. I think the oil sector is still lagging. The market's just gotten materially more expensive over the last four years, on a, on a PE ratio, price to sales ratio, price to ca- cash flow ratio. So the oils are lagging in here. Uh, I, I think that's going to be it's going to be a, a pretty good year. Uh, the one of the uh, another huge theme for 2018 is going to be a flattening of the yield curve, and this is rarely good for the stock market. Uh, and a flattening of the yield curve simply means, typically, a normal yield curve. If interest rates for a year are at one percent, in in three years they're at two percent, in five years they're at three percent, in ten years they're at four percent. Out, it kind of goes up like that. It, then it goes kind of levels out at the back end of the curve at the 30 year it goes it doesn't go up much between the 10 and the 30 what what's happening now is is you're getting rates up closer to one and a half percent on 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 the the fed funds the short-term money and then the 10 years right now is about 2.4 percent uh and, and so really you're starting to see uh 1.8 something for the two years so you're starting to see not a lot of difference between the different Ones and so you're getting this flattening of the yield curve, 
which 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 typically is somewhat negative. It makes it harder for the banks to lend uh, borrow short and lend long. Uh, and, and it tends to hurt the markets to some extent, too. And so this is something we want to watch. Uh, the other big trend, which we've not seen recently, but I think we're going to see, we're not seeing over the last couple of weeks, but I think we're going to see a, a stronger dollar. Uh, and and I, I, th- I think this is a big trend. I think this could hurt some corporate earnings, and this is something we want to watch. And we're, we're positioning to take advantage of this. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with, with the the tax bill, which we think is going to lead companies to spend more money in the United States, which means there's going to be less money going overseas. Uh, also, companies hold two tra- over $2 trillion overseas. Part of that is going to be repatriated back to the United States now. And in some cases, they're going to convert yen, euro, Chinese yuan, and uh, uh, English pounds into dollars, which is going to create a demand for dollars. And, and the third thing out there I think you're going to see along these lines is I think you're going to sit there, you're going to see the uh, companies want to invest in the United States. So if they're going to want to invest, they typically will bring money in from another country to invest here and put the factory here. Because now, before, they would get taxed at 35% with products in the United States. So, so look, why don't we make it in Ireland or Canada or China or wherever or Mexico? Now they could make it here and just get taxed at 20%. And a lot of companies, I think, see the writing on the wall. It's going to get tougher and tougher. Uh, I believe we should have a border adjustment tax in place. We're probably not going to get that. But instead, we're going to start doing what other countries do very efficiently, is coming up with rules and regulations to try to make it less and less easy to bring products in from overseas and take American jobs away. I think that is a big trend. I don't think it's going away. I think this America first trend, I think uh, running the country for the middle class is a, is, a, is a big trend. It's a huge trend out there uh, right now, a mega trend that we're seeing. And, and, I, and I th- so I think this is going to push the dollar higher over time. And, and so this is something we're going to look at. Now, you might say, well, Ted, if the dollar goes up, usually that's bad for oil and gold. I'm not completely convinced because I think I think this is going to be a result of a demand for dollars for currency transactions and to put the money into the U.S. It'll be less, which which I think is going to have a little less effect on commodity prices than it has in the past, where where in the past it's been having to do with more with with money flows, economically based money flows versus tax based money flows. We'll see if I'm right on this. Uh, that that that's a little controversial there, but but I I, I think that's how it's going to play out this year. Uh, I think you're going to see a very very substantial correction in the market later this year. Right now there, there's there's kind of a frenzy to get in the market and a blow off top, and those are pretty dangerous to 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 to. to to catch. So you've got to sort of be in some of the stuff planned for the new year, but you've got to watch real closely. Now, if anyone has any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. We're coming up here on on a break here in just a minute. Again, if you haven't, we're going to be writing a lot about this in the Max Out Savings Report. Also, we'll be talking about the importance of health care, of of exercise and diet to maintain good health care, to reduce your health care costs, to have a better retirement. It's all going to be in the Max Out Savings Report. Uh, we're going to send it out next week. It's a free report. This goes out once a month. We talk about all types of interesting things in there. I try to take very complex issues and make them simple so you can understand and have a have a fun, successful retirement. So if you need some help, go to the website for the free Max Out Savings Report. And if you, if you need help managing your retirement, uh, your IRA rollover, that's what we do. At Max Out Savings Advisors, we're value investors in the stock and bond market. Uh, so if you need the help, maxoutsavings.com is the website. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. 
South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Hopefully, I'm working to try to maybe go try to go up see the A&M LSU game. My Aggies are going to play basketball today, so hopefully, we'll start winning again. We're number eleven ranked, and we were five. This is disappointing. We dropped, but here we are. Uh, if you got any questions or comments, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here on the Max Out Saving Show. One of the themes we've been talking about is uh, working longer with retirement. And and one of the things uh, you really want to look at is if you're working longer is delaying your Social Security. Uh, you can start when you're about 62 taking it. A rule of thumb is simply it goes up about 8% a year. Uh, you'll get 8% more each year. And, and so I, no one ever runs out of money the first two or three years of retirement. And what we fear is going to be inflation in the future. And so you want to get build up as much Social Security savings as possible because that's going to pay off for you in the long run later in life, it, 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 later in retirement. And, and uh, the average couple has a about a, a 25% chance one of them lives well into their 90s, and, and, and those are pretty big numbers. And so – what what we have to do is, is is to sit there and maximize your income at retirement, and this is one way you, you do that. So you want to try to delay Social Security as much as possible, working longer. Uh, I, I, I've said this. I, what we find our clientele tends to like to work, and, and uh, we really have to counsel them sometime about retiring. I mean, sometimes we have to say you have to work longer, but a lot of times it's, well, you can retire if you want and you're in your 70s. Don't feel bad about retiring, and we, and and because people enjoy working. And uh, one of the things is kind of practice for retirement as you get closer to retirement. Uh, the there's a number of ways you can do this. You can try living on what you're expected to to have at retirement ahead of time to kind of cut your costs down. So if if you're going to be retiring on if you're making if you're going to be retiring on you're making $10,000 a month right now and you're going to expect to retire on 
$8,000 a month. Try living on that uh, and, and do some practicing for a number of months to see how, how it's going to go so you understand what you're going to have to reduce. Uh, another one is pay down the debt. Pay down your debts going into retirement. If you have to work an extra year to pay off all your debt, it gives you a lot of extra money versus paying down the debt over the next 10 years and having less less money to spend at retirement. So so use your final years to pay down your debt, clear clear the decks. We try to say get your house paid off at retirement or within a couple years. We don't have any problem if you're retiring and the house note has three years left on uh, to pay off. It, you know, you do it for three years and then you're done and, and you're set. Uh, the... Uh, another thing is try taking up some activities you're going to you're going to do to see if you're actually going to like doing the activities. You know, I've seen people that are going to take up golf when they retire and then they play golf for two or three months and they decide they're bored with it and don't have anything to do. So try it. Make sure you really enjoy the potential activity you want to do before you go and do it uh, with some with some practices. Uh, another one. Sometimes we see this quite a bit. Actually, one spouse wants to retire; the other spouse wants to keep working. Sometimes it's the the one spouse thinks they need more money. Sometimes it's just that the, the spouse likes working, enjoys working, and, and 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 so what we say in those type of situations is typically at that age you get a pretty good vacation two, three, four, five. It's not uncommon to get five weeks of vacation. For some people who've been around a long time, and, and we count, we talked to these people, and they said, "Well, we took a vacation last year," and so, so sometimes a solution if one spouse wants to work and one spouse wants to retire is to take two, uh, take instead of a week vacation, take a two or three week vacation or two two week vacations during the year to try to take some breaks and kind of transition a little bit into retirement, so both spouses. One spouse gets a little bit more vacation time and downtime. The other spouse takes a little more time off of work, and, and, and they can start dealing with the retirement a little bit better. So if, if you're not sure if you retire or if you want to work and one spouse doesn't want to work or you want to retire and the other spouse wants to work, then kind of one of a good compromise is let's take all our vacation. Because sometimes we'll see we'll see the spouses won't take any vacation, not the spouses, but the but the People won't take any vacations for two years because they're saving the vacation up to cash it out. Well, sometimes if you just work an extra year or two with the longer vacations, you achieve the same thing uh, and everyone's happier. So one of the advantages is you're getting close to retirement. Consider taking all your vacations. It lets you acclimate a little bit to retirement and kind of understand what you're going to have to deal with at retirement. So something to think about for retirement uh one of the big trends going forward is really people are working longer. Uh, years ago, most people would retire at 62 or 65. Now, really, 70 is becoming more of the retirement age for a lot of people, 65 to 70. Uh, when I first started in this business, with tons of people, early retirement was 55 years old. Nowadays, people realize that there's no way you can, if you retire at 55, and, and and you got a 20, yeah, really it's about a 50% chance you live about 88. One of you or your spouse live to be 88 or 90. It's, it's just you 90. It's actually in the 80s. But at 90, 90 from uh, 55, I mean, you're talking 35 years. And it, almost nobody has the savings to sit there and, and grow it and build up wealth and continue to retire with the standard living they are for 35 years. And so since then, the retirement age keeps moving out further and further it, it's because people people are in better health nowadays they like working more and uh and so uh the jobs aren't as tough back 30 years ago the jobs were a lot tougher the conditions were a lot tougher i mean we've really tried to make the workplace safer more easy for people and and so this is all adding up to people working longer so understand it's important how you deal with that in in, in uh in, in address it at retirement so something to think about. Uh, tell you what, we're coming. This is the last segment of the show. If you want to get in any questions or comments, 713-339-1070. We'll get your questions answered. Uh, the the tax bill, we're continuing to look at that tax bill. I, I still think you're going to see a lot more changes in the tax, you know, kind of unexpected changes in the tax bill. Uh 
I think it's put a lot of pressure on on big cities and municipalities on the East Coast, really blue states that just have outrageous spending, that people are starting to look at their, their spending and, and they're not getting back. You know, in the past, people were paying, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 worth of taxes. Uh, but then, they, you know, they, they got a twenty or $30,000 deduction when they went 34%. Uh, they got back a third of the money or more from the government, so those taxes weren't that bad. Once you put a cap on, a lot of these guys are going to take a really hard look at government spending uh, in these states and municipalities uh, high with, with really high spending and high taxation, and this is going to put a lot of pressure under them. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, I, I think we're going to see they're going to start the withholding in February uh, uh, adjustments, so look for better February numbers. I don't think... Jo- January numbers are going to be real good. We've had some snowstorms. We've got the Obamacare uh, uh, increases on health care costs are socking the middle class pretty hard with higher health care costs. And so look for not that good of January. Now, one of the, as a caveat, they worked to, quote, adjust the January numbers because it wasn't coming off correctly. So, it could be a good January, but that's just because of the adjustment and the numbers. It, the numbers aren't going to be good for January. Uh, and as we the listeners of the show have known, over about the last four or five years, we've had horrible Januaries every year, and it's because the increase in Obamacare sh- costs have been a shock to the consumers, and they've cut back spending elsewhere, elsewhere because of it. Uh, market, strong market right now, blow off top in the markets, uh, where it stops, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the the sectors. I think I think I think we're going the hot sectors are technology. I think you're seeing a blow off in the Fang sector. Ridiculous valuations, 1999 levels in many cases. That's where the trouble's going to be. Uh, the uh, interesting story this week about Intel uh, with with the chips. They found they have the chips over about the last 20 years put out by Intel have a a flaw in the chip in the fact that in order to speed the processing up as much as possible, somehow the chip, don't ask me how this works, anticipates the next moves. And so what they've been able to do is a good, they figured out that that they can use this advantage to come in and and hack into the systems and and, and pick up passwords and different types of things. So I think this is going to lead to an upgrade cycle in technology I think old technology is going to come back, which would be computers, the stocks. We're looking at some of those right now. Uh, I, I think I think there's there's going to have to be, if you build your entire world on technology, it, you have to have secure systems. You can't have, you cannot have the whole world built on top of technology, and then have it have the technology fail due to a cyber attack an EMP attack or something or a failure on the internet and crash the whole economic system. So you're going to have to start hardening systems all over the place. And this is, I think is going to be one of the, the, the big things going forward is, is how to harden systems from failure of the internet, from failure of the computer systems, uh, from all types of failure. I, I was talking to someone, they were working on a, uh, a, a hardened, uh, system to deal with all this stuff is, is uh, uh, uh the the they're actually putting in hardened buildings and underground buildings and different things to sit there and make sure that these systems all work given all types of different things out there because they become so crucial 25 years ago if the internet went down most people it wouldn't be that big a deal the country would have functioned 30 years ago would probably function pretty well overall if the internet were to go down today, it would be an absolute disaster. And this is something we're going to be see. So I think, I I I think we're going to shift from the from the Facebook, the Fang group over to old technology, and that's what we're seeing. I, I'm not sure Intel's going to participate because I, I we're having trouble quantifying exactly what the liability to the Intel chips are. Uh, you know, this the you heard some rumblings of this a couple months back when Apple said they were going to get rid of Intel chips, and now we know the reason for that. Uh, and, and, and so, 
the that that's one of the trends that's going to be out there. So the big trends are going to be old technology. It's going to be oil. It's going to be commodities. It's going to be precious metals. It's going to be a higher dollar. It's going to be higher interest rates. Interest rates are going up. So these are all going to play into effect. Now, a, a number of these trends aren't real positive for the stock market. You've got a very positive stock market. You're going to see a very, very substantial correction this year. And it's important with your retirement to have a plan in place to try to take it to to pre- prevent that from wiping out your financial savings like has happened on how many times in the future. So and we, we try to do a huge amount of work trying to put together portfolios that are more risk managed than, than most places that max out savings advisors. And and so this is, I think risk management is going to be a big deal, particularly a huge deal, particularly th- later in this year. Uh, and this is something we're going to have to watch really closely. So a couple things coming up in the end of the show, if you haven't signed up for the free report, we're going to be writing a lot about these in the Max Out Savings Report. Uh, we do write about all types of interesting things in the report. We'll really try to expand that this year. Uh, it's free. It comes out once a month talking about savings and investments. It's a proprietary report. We don't we, we send it out for free. Uh, we don't let anyone get, get the information of who we're sending it to. We don't call you up. We don't bother you. Uh, I think in... All the years we've done the report, I think three times we sent out something say we're having a seminar over a 10-year period. So we don't even bother you. We don't even call you up. We don't send you anything. We just send out the report. And uh, it's, a, it's a great report. I write it to help you out to deal with retirement. So just go to the website and sign up for the free report. If you're coming up in retirement or if you're retired, you're concerned about these markets or are having trouble understanding, I'll be happy to sit down with you at Max Out Savings Advisors, and we'll take a look at your financial situation, see how you're set for retirement, and show you how we manage money using our value investing approach, which we do a lot of risk analysis with. So if you need some help, go to our website. You can uh, request an appointment with me, which is free, or you can sign up for the free newsletter. We put a lot of stuff in there to help you out. I hope everybody has a great weekend. And remember our motto and our philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. I'll see you next weekend right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer.